Welcome back to episode 187 of Your Best Year Starts Here with me, Neil Martin, and my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner. And Nigel, you've you've been away and we've had problems with scheduling again and it happens sometimes, but the show goes on and you're back. Well, not for long, I'm back. Um, it's my 60th birthday very, very soon. Yeah, how um, soon? I've been trying to figure out how soon. July the 2nd. Oh, really soon, okay. Yeah, and I'm taking my family and the kids and grandson away and some friends are meeting us out there in Spain. And then I come back and I go to New Zealand for a quick business trip. And then I go to, to Rhodes and I've just come back from Cyprus. And then there's stuff going on, which is all good. So there's two things that I wanted to talk about. One is if you're watching this on video, I have a bit of a browner face than Neil, just because I've been <laughs> away. And Neil's obviously locked himself in. Because Neil does all the technical stuff. And I do sweet FA, if the truth be actually be known. For this podcast, so, yeah. But, but well, well, I think... a lot of things. So. But I need, I need to interrupt you for a second and say, but that's got easier over time, right? Especially where we've been doing this on Zoom. I mean, it's better when we get in the same room and hopefully we'll, we'll get back to doing that sometime soon. But at the very least, while we're doing it on Zoom, I've got like an editing suite in front of me while we're recording it. Well, and I'm hitting buttons share, while we're recording it. You know? you, but you stop me. See, you need Neil's in your life that can do all the stuff you can't do. So I can only do one thing. I just talk. Everything else I'm not very good at. <laughs> so you need to find somebody in your life, whether you're married to them. And I sometimes feel I'm married to Neil a lot. But you need to find somebody who can do stuff that you can't do by having what's called a formal partnership with other people. You say, I can drive a car, but I can't fix my car. So yeah. I have a mechanic. Yeah. I can speak, yeah. but I can't do a podcast. You know, I, I go onto a stage and there's an AV team. You need to find people. So if you're on a state station, if you're a life insurance consultant and you want a podcast or you want support, get Neil in. Do not get me in. Okay, let me make that really <laughs> clear. Do not get me in. Know what you're really good at. And here's the real concept about something I wanted to share. If you work on your strengths and you really find out your top five strengths for the rest of the six months of this year, because you know we're nearly halfway through the year, and you find out your top five strengths and you spend your time on your top five strengths, there's a chance you get more successful. Yeah, It's going to be learning how to do podcasts for two reasons. One, I'm not very good at it. And two, I don't want to learn it. You see, if you try and learn on your weaknesses, you just get strong weaknesses, and that's not professional. So do, let me just go do you know what? You, on this because, gonna, I want to interrupt you just for a second and say that is the one thing that I think school gets wrong, right? Because most people, when they're at school, it's like, you've got to work on your weaknesses. And that thing you're not very good at, you've got to get to the same level as everybody else on that. Rather than going, that thing you're exceptional at, how do you become even more exceptional? How do you take that thing that you are phenomenal at, that you're one of the best in the world at, and own it? Whereas what we try and do is we try and be average at everything. Well, but it's even worse than that. You know, Tiger Woods spending time on his tennis game wouldn't help his golf game. And it definitely is not going to help his tennis game because that's not what his natural skill is. Yeah. But you know that, you know, you've got some tennis players playing, and depending on when this comes out, at Queen's Club going into Wimbledon, whatever. And some of the players decided not to play on clay on the French, like Federer, because his expertise is somewhere else. Nadal, who can just play on clay for the next 25 years, whatever, he knows his expertise, and he may now not play at Wimbledon because yeah. he knows yeah. his strength. 
the idea of learning something that you're not very good at to try and get better. We've joked about this about my after dinner speaking, but I wanted to go one stage further with all that because I've had more pandemic experiences where people have blamed the pandemic. Okay. And, and it's this point that whether you're an estate agent, whether you're a restaurant, whether you're in the service industry, at some point people are going to get bored of this excuse mm. because I get we don't have as many staff. And if you're in the airline industry, you've laid off lots of staff. But if you have a restaurant and you book 100 covers and you've only got five staff, you will get complaints from about a third of your people. If you do an airline and you oversell because you're still trying to make as much money, you'll have complaints from at least 30%. Yeah. Then we blame the government. Then we blame whatever it might be. I'm telling you now, you need to up your game as if the pandemic hadn't happened, but we know it has, so that you are going to be so much better than most of your competitors who keep blaming the pandemic. So I know as a speaker, I turn up on time, I've set my slides in advance. I've nest in certain instances. I bought my own diet coke and water because they just find that baffling. You know, I don't know if I've made myself clear. I hate any other drink but diet coke. And then you turn <laughs> up and they haven't got it because the supermarket next door they just can't figure out how to get to it. Yep. But I do that stuff because I know it just puts me one step ahead of other speakers before I've even started the process. So the conference organizer, or if you're an estate agent. You know, I've sent agents' details out, not only by email, with a Windsor attachment, I bring you a copy. Yep. That puts you ahead of the competition just because you've done the basics right. Yep. You know, forward to basics. What are the basics for you and your industry to get nice stuff done? So you hire kind people. You hire nice people. People who return phone calls. I mean, we've had this conversation before. A plumber or somebody rings you back when they said they would, and we go... Thank you so much for calling. No, well, that was their job. The plane goes up on time from Heathrow, and we either applaud or it lands and we applaud. That was their job. Yep. So you don't have to be phenomenal. You just have to be 5% better than the competition who keep blaming external circumstances. So, you know, I've got some events tomorrow, and I, I'm quite busy at the moment, which is good. But I know I've got to up my game because I can't say, well, I've not been, you know, I've been away in Cyprus for this wedding and I've been away and I haven't had as much practice or I'm not very good on WebEx or Zoom. Clients don't want to hear that. What they want to know is they're trusted, the professional, to work with them to be so awesome that they don't have to worry. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm speaking at an event. Um, well, it'll be Friday. It'll be like four days after this episode comes out, right? Um, and we're recording this, what? four days before the episode comes out i think roughly we're, yeah we're recording like four or five days before and it'll be i'll be speaking four or five days after an event i sent my slides across yesterday and i did it because i know that probably around today or tomorrow they'll be calling saying you know, they'll be calling all the speakers for the event going can you send us this can you send us that i've been doing this long enough i know roughly what their window is they don't want them too early because they lose them or they forget where they save them or whatever but they also don't want to be waiting until like two days before the event and chasing you, right? And, and are you impressed? I've learned how to do that. I I know you know how to do that because you've done it before with things where we've been involved in the event together. So I know you know how to do that. But, um, but I'm saying but I had to learn it. Yeah. So I wasn't blaming other people or other systems. And yeah. I've also always got, for those people who are not watching this. An video, old school I'm, memory stick. An old school yeah. memory stick. Because just in case there is a problem, 
I've got it on a memory stick. Uh, do you know what you now just... Now I'm you, taking my laptop as well. I know this is very strange. I didn't know I... I, I there was somebody wise, but I'm now learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking my, my Mac with me just in case. So I, I actually spoke at... Um, it was like a voluntary organisation I did an event. Yeah, I was involved in the event with a few weeks ago, right? And um, there was another guy there that was speaking that I've known for about 20 years. We we actually used to do some business together and I, I won't bore you with the whole story, but you could tell the people who were used to speaking at these kind of events because both he and I turned up with laptops, memory sticks. We'd emailed everything in any way, but we had everything belt and braces, you know, like for, for my Mac, for, for my MacBook, I carry like three different adapters depending on what I've got to plug into, you know, all that kind Neil, of stuff. But yeah. that's your job. Exactly. And if You're you've, and if you've paid, like that's exceptional. We should be doing that as standard. That should, no, but that's my point. It should be normal. And if you do it as your job and you'll pay good money to do it, you should come prepared for pretty much every eventuality. But you'd be amazed how many people don't. You'd be amazed how many times I've been speaking at an event and one of the other speakers have gone, can I borrow your clicker? Because the event promoter didn't have one and, you know, mine's been used for my presence. They're like, can I can I borrow your clicker? Or like I've DJed at events, you know. I mean, it's not something I do very often uh, these days, but, you know, I've DJed at festivals or something. And like the DJ after you is like, I forgot to bring needles. Can I use your needles on the turntables? And it's like, what? You know, that that you only had to do one, you only had to remember like one or two really simple things. In fact, more common than needles is headphones. The number of DJs that turn up without headphones. How do you hear what the next record is you're about to play if you don't have headphones? Well, you can't. But guess what? Most event promoters don't leave a set of headphones because most people want to use their own and keep them clean, Right. You know, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed okay, how many so people turn up without the tools. So here's the key message, Neil. I'd like everyone who listens to our podcast to really think if they were starting their business again today and they sat in their own reception, what would they like, whether you're a dentist, an optician, an estate agent, what would you like the process to look like? And tell the team from today we're going forward to basics and when someone rings us, we're going to answer the phone. And we're going to actually return phone calls when we say we're going to return yep. phone calls. And we're not going to do CCs to 27 people so we get the monkey off our back. We're just going to do what we say we're going to do. And I think you'll find within a month, people are going to ask you what you're on. Yeah. Because they're going to be so shocked. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think one of the things that I would say on that, I was talking to talking to another friend of mine recently, actually, um, we, we were bouncing a few ideas around kind of masterminding a little bit between the two of us. And he's got something new that he's launching soon. And he was talking about, you know, the whole, it's whole concept of like minimum viable product. Okay. And he said, but I don't want to do that. And I was like, good. He's like, you know, because the minimum viable product that most people put out and then they go, if this is selling, I'll add to it. He's like, I want phenomenal product. He said, and I've probably spent too long putting something together. But when people actually get it, they'll be wowed by it as opposed to, oh, okay, it, it does roughly the basic. No, it does way more than people will expect. And he's built all of that in, like, from day one into the thing that he's been building. And I think, picking up on what you're saying, I think, you know, the one thing that probably everybody listening, everyone that's in business, whether that's owning a business or even, you know, being an employee or whatever your role is in an organisation, think about what's the minimum acceptable standard for the role that you're in or for the business that you're in. What does phenomenal look like? And where are you between those two? And if you're not even at the minimum stand, minimum standard yet, get there. 
And if you're at the minimum standard, how do you get closer to phenomenal? Yeah, how do you how do you get closer? Yeah, how do you become taking the example of speakers? How do you become that speaker that no matter what happens, the show goes on? You know, I mean, again, I, I think I've I don't know if I've told this story on a podcast before or not, but I was speaking at um, an evening event once in a golf co- in a golf club. It was a big function room at the golf club. Halfway through my presentation, the slide the projector that slides were on switched over to Sky Sports. Okay. And the guy who was running the event was like, oh, we're trying to get your slides back. I said, just turn the projectors off. He's like, no, just turn the projectors off. Because I could see everybody in the room starting to get into the sport that's being shown, and I'm not going to get them back in the room. So just turn the projectors off. I don't need the slides. Have you got a flip chart? Pulled the flip chart over, carried on with the presentation using the flip chart instead. Because I know my, you know, I wrote the presentation, I know my content. And it's it's that same thing. If you if you if you're experienced in giving the presentation that you're doing as a speaker, you don't need your slides. They're there to augment it. They're there to add to it. I know you know you and I both sometimes use bits of video and stuff that they make things funny or they make things more entertaining. But you could still deliver the same speech without them. You could still you know, adapt and continue without them. And it and it's that it's you know wherever you are, what is how do you make sure you can deal with pretty much every eventuality and how do you do it in such a way that people still think you're phenomenal not just oh okay you know yeah we expect yeah we expected at least that well, well give us more than what's expected let's talk about that next week's podcast because how to be phenomenal and show up is something i want to talk about and i'll do it next week for you okay cool and if you think this has been phenomenal and we've showed up for you today you know what we're going to ask you to do well you do if you've listened to you know our podcast in the past we're going to ask you to give us a five-star review uh on itunes because that helps us we're also going to ask you to share this with your friends colleagues anybody else you think would get value from it so in fact i'm going to do something slightly unusual if you've had an experience with someone recently that didn't feel phenomenal send them this so if you've been sent this if you got to the end and you've been sent this and you've gone why are they sending me this bad news guys anyway we'll see you next week